are listening to Look Who's Talking, a brand new podcast. I am your co-host, Cameron Minter, and our wonderful, magnificent Head Start director, our host, Jessica Coffee's in the house. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are in here, we are doing this, and we ain't playing. I guess we're not. Oh, it's, come on now. Come on. I know yeah. it's a Monday. It's a Monday. Come so on. So we usually don't tape on Monday. No, we don't. We don't. We taped on a Monday today. Yeah. And, you know, Mondays are usually monday Eve. Well, see, I'm trying. You, you're starting your week off right yeah. with me, see? Now right. the rest of your week going to be beautiful. But you know what? I feel like we have a different energy today. Yeah, we do. It, yeah. it is different. I, I yeah. think when we get out of our pocket of what we're normally doing... Yeah, I, I actually kind of like the energy today. You like that energy? Yeah. That's good. So, have you been sick? Cam, I have. See, that's that's why your the energy. The epizootis done got me. Oh! <laughs> the what? <laughs> the epizootis. <laughs> when you sick, you got what? the epizootis. <laughs> they got me, bro. They got they you. They got me. Wow. You know what? And it started off as a sore throat. Then I was like, that's, okay. That's always the... But I was on travel. I was at a conference and oh. I had the sore throat. Oh. So about time I came back, I oh, thought yeah. I was okay. I just had a little cough. I uh-huh. was like, oh, that's allergies. Then the next too. week, I was just like in bed. Mm. And I, yeah. So this week I feel better though. Well, that's good because you too close to me not to be feeling better. Right. <laughs> Listen, let me let me put this plug out there. Uh-huh. Wash your hands. Come on. Take some vitamins. Come on. Um, wrap up. All right, yeah, cause it's, because it's cold the up weather here is today. changing, and you don't want the epizooties like I had. <laughs> epizooties. I, I got kicked out the office. Day. I know you. Yes. Yeah. But we're not playing no more. If you, listen, cough if, two if times. You, exactly. If <laughs> you cough two times. two times in our office, you got to go. You guys to go. <laughs> that is that's terrible. But yeah, I, I, I'm feeling that. But yeah, things have changed so much that we can't we can we ain't we can't afford it. Nope. You know what? My feelings was hurt because, you know, I hadn't had to use my sick time. But then when I got COVID, they was like, guess what you got to use? And I was like, oh, it just ruined me. So, yeah, I have sick time. I have vacation See, time. See, guess what? I still haven't had COVID. I can't stand you. It's people, I it, it's people but like you. But you know what? Last week I did. Think, I thought I had it. See? You don't be playing. We don't because be Because the thing that, that like, I knew I was sick when I couldn't take. Like I was drinking a sweet tea and it didn't taste right. <laughs> and I said, mm. "Uh, uh-uh, yeah, yeah." Oh my! We got them signs. We got to go. Yeah, we yeah. got to go to the doctor. Yeah. So, but I'm glad yeah. you're feeling better. I'm yeah. glad you're back in the house. Yay! And you, you know, you're such a. I don't know this this segment that we do. Uh huh. It kind of makes it seem like you're a very positive person. So. What you mean? It makes it seem I, like you know. I, I just I, I, I never, I never person. really, I never really, you know, kind of made that connection that you know you're sister positive. But yeah, I'm making it now. Ninety two percent of the time, I am a positive. Person. Okay, all right. But well, that eight percent, that eight percent, it'll honey, get you. <laughs> if you don't see the pot, the if you don't see that ninety two percent, uh huh. The eight percent is not. It, it just may t- turn man, you over. It yeah. will be censored. It's not for a viewing <laughs> audience. Well, with that being said, let's get some positivity in here. 
It is time for a coffee break. Okay, so with today's coffee break, I want to say a positive mind finds opportunity for everything. A negative mind finds fault in everything. Mm. So going along of what we just said, try to stay positive. Got to. Um, I'm more of a optimistic side, uh, optimistic person. Mm-hmm. I want to see the positive, the light in mm-hmm. everything, yeah. um, and and making sure that those things in my life that bring ne- negativity, yeah. I I find a solution to be like peace out. Right. You well, got, yeah. you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Some now some things you just can't. Yeah. Some things we got to just press through. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, trying to keep that uh, positive energy, that positive mind frame, yep. it produces, you know. So when when we're in negativity, and guess what? Negativity is free. You can find it anywhere, anytime, that any part. part of the day. That part. You can find negativity. But positivity, sometimes we have to work for that. Yeah, yeah. But I do like what you just said, to press through. Yeah, we got to press through some things. Yeah, because... Because sometimes it calls us to press through. Yeah. The through part, the mm. pressing through part, is what will end us up on the other side. That's right. That's true. Well, that was positive. We don't have an affirmation to that. I mean, you know, don't just give us that part. Give you know, you, you didn't have nothing written on the wall today. No, that was it. That was it. Can uh. you accept that? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It was positive. So it was beautiful. All right. We are here on a Monday because we have a special guest in the house. We do. What we got working? working? So we are talking about today um, fatherhood involvement. Um, You know, we all know the importance of a father in a child's life or a male figure in a child's life. So um, we have a special guest today. Special guest. Um, Yes, sir. Is Brian Crunchfield. Yay. Good morning. morning. Welcome. Welcome. He is one of our Head Start fathers, but um, he is a special Head Start father to me because how we met, baby. What? It works pretty well. Yeah. So let me. Let Welcome me. to the show. Thanks for having Glad me. you're here, man. Thanks for having me. Well, before we before we get into, you know, what, what brought you here, <laughs> we're just glad that you're here to share with us. Yes. Right. I'm so excited. what happened? What had happened? Listen, cause what had happened was Brian, he he almost tasted <laughs> tested my uh head star director gangster. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he almost tested my gangster, baby. No, but what had happened was um Brian actually had a somewhat of a, a complaint and he didn't know who to reach out to. Don't yeah. <laughs> so what he do? He posted it on Facebook. Oh, baby! Not not two minutes later, someone <laughs> p- tagged me in the Facebook and random. I try to check my Facebook randomly throughout the day just to see if something comes up. Right, right. And that happened. So I said, "Ooh, hold on, <laughs> bruh. Let me let me message him. Let me DM him." Wow. Um, but you know what? What came out of it yeah. was 
a great conversation. I like reached out to him and tried to contact. We called each other mm-hmm. and it was like the best conversation wow. because not only did um, his concerns, I was like, oh, that's valid. Right, right. And then it also made me realize um, we don't give, say, our parent handbook to both parents. Ooh, we yeah. give our parent handbook to like whoever it says the primary parent is. Right. Um, we just usually give it to one parent and just assume that, you know, parents are sharing the right, information. Right, right. That's why he didn't know who to contact. Ooh. And that has um, made us be able to kind of problem solve, say, Absolutely. hey, this is something we didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, But not only that, you know, after that conversation, because um, Brian was so um, vocal and I mean, he he wasn't scared to have no conversation. (laughs) So I was like, hey, it sounds like you need to be on our policy council. Right, right. Put that to work. Put that energy in. So he's now on our policy council. Um, he will be going to New Orleans with us for the Parent and Family Engagement Conference in December. All right. I'm hoping he's going to go to South Carolina for us in, I think, April for our um, fatherhood conference. Mm. And, um, yeah. So, Brian, we heard her side of the story. That, that doesn't match up. <laughs> it, it matches pretty good. Like she said, uh, <laughs> th- what the issue was was uh, the time frame being so short for the acceptance of the kids and me coming from Drop Richmond. Uh, it was just it was hard trying to get inside that window. Oh yeah, and I did uh, what I normally do when I you know <laughs> went to the old faithful Facebook with my no! with my, <laughs> with my <laughs> concerns, and I tried like I said I tried not to uh, uh, get out of character. I'd be right. disrespectful and nothing like that. It was it was tasteful, but it was a, a valid concern, like she said. Yep, and. When I, as soon as I posted that post, like she said, it was literally a few <laughs> minutes. Like I hadn't even made it away from her that far. Mm-hmm. And someone had tagged her. And as soon as they tagged her, like she was in my inbox. And we ended up on a phone call before I got on the interstate back to Richmond. <laughs> That's all right. That's and all it, right. It worked out like that. I ended up immediately deleting my original post and had to make another one. <laughs> and it was just it was just wild how everything worked out. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, hey, I got an opportunity for you. And right. I was like, all right. Yeah. We was rapping back and forth and everything sounded good. I was like, sign me up for all that. Right, right. <laughs> all that. And you know, it's that's that's a great thing. Um we don't always have the right answers and and a lot of times since uh, the pandemic, we have been uh, building the ship and flying it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So um, there could be disconnects. But to know that the Head Start director, <laughs> the Head Start director of 13 counties is not, is the one that's reaching out. And, oh, I'm sorry. Of <laughs> 15 counties is the one that's reaching out to to make sure that your voice is heard and our uh, thought process is being relayed. That's that's just great. That's just great. And then from that, a great relationship formed. So that's awesome. I told him, you, he can't get rid of me now. <laughs> he, I'm putting him to work. That's what's wow. going on. It, it was really, like, it was interesting. It was why how it worked out because not only did we exercise this opportunity because I'm here now, but – 
that same day, you know, that was changed. Like they extended the time mm-hmm. to eight thirty, and it seemed to be working pretty good for everybody. So I was glad that happened. For Sometimes that squeaky wheel, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and and that's how we are, you know. If 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 you just keep going and and no, no conversation, then can't fix any problems. Well, and this this also, you know, internally allowed, you know, me to um, just kind of assess, like, Mm -hmm. are are we that? And our parent meetings, I want to hear from our parents, you know, and um, not hearing from them, you know, you automatically perceive that, Mm -hmm. hey, maybe they're not interested. Or everything is great. Exactly. When that is not the case. Mm -hmm. So um, we are, you know, beefing up our, and not beefing up, um, just ensuring that we are having parent meetings to ensure that our parents' voices are heard. Um, We are still, again, trying to work out, you know, um, sometimes we send out things in our Child Plus system Mm -hmm. And that only allows for us to contact one parent. But how can we, you know, get the information out to both parents? Right. Um, well, so, yeah. In my church, we just had a uh, baby dedication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do one form, right? But if they're not together, right, the other parent did. So we did two forms. I was like, okay, I understand. And this kind of was in the back of my head of, you know, we've got to be able to reach – both parts to to make the impact on the child. Exactly, because both parties are equally as important Absolutely. in the child's life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got some data about father engagement that just proves that, um, and, and, you know, we, we're assuming mom is engaged, but uh, father engagement is, <laughs> is really critical for a, a child's uh, growth, and uh, it's important. It's yeah. important. It's it's very important, and um, that's that's one of the things because Brian has displayed um, just evidence of being a very very active father. Um, you know, my father has always been in my life, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, just want to ask, you know, um, tell us about your background with you know um, how um, just your experiences have influenced how you interact with your children. Well, me growing up, I did have a good dad who, uh, my dad was uh, definitely present, um, but my mom and dad wasn't together, mm-hmm. but uh, he tried, you know, but looking back, I feel like maybe he could have went a little harder, mm-hmm. but just me coming up and, the opportunities I did have and the opportunities I didn't have all together made me, you know, the kind of father that I, I am now. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of a lot of good fathers. Mm-hmm. And we all come up in the same generation. And it, we've actually overcome a lot to the point where it's, 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 it's about time to change this narrative, mm-hmm. especially in the black community, because I know personally several like several awesome fathers like have done it have been there since you know day one and, and still just thriving and just doing awesome da- awesome dad stuff so basically just all my mishaps and missed opportunities and the opportunities i did have they all collectively just made me the 
father that I am, and I'm definitely proud of it. That's what we're talking about. We are talking with Brian Crunchfield. Mm-hmm. Crunchfield. We'll talk more about this father engagement after the break. This past year has highlighted the strength of Community Action Council. Every day, our staff works together to help families recover from this crisis. We're educating children at home and in person, helping parents who lost their jobs, and helping households avoid eviction. Our work at Community Action Council has never been more important than it is right now. So why not join us? We have employment opportunities requiring a range of skills from entry level to advanced. Apply online at commaction.com. This past year has highlighted the strength of community. I love Head Start. Children love Head Start, and you will too. Community Action Council's prep academies are hiring now. Head Start is an early childhood education program for children from birth to age five. Help us give more children the Head Start advantage. Teachers, what are you waiting for? Join our team of dedicated education professionals. Apply online today at comaction.org. What are you waiting for? You are listening to Look Who's Talking. And I'm here with Brian Crunchfield, one of our amazing Head Start fathers. Yeah. (laughs) So, Brian, um, we just talked about how, you know, you had influence from your father in being a a great father. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about you being a male role model to our Head Start kids. Um, Talk about some of the things that you've done um, for the program. Um, One of the things... uh is uh, signing up and coming and reading to the kids. Yeah. Uh, it's actually that time I do it again. But uh, they love that. <laughs> it's just something about it's, being it's, right it's, here on the spot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, though, how just it's the little things. Like, I can remember being in elementary, uh, kindergarten, first grade and stuff. Uh, we didn't even have parents come in and stuff like that, but – I remember story time, mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, taking my place on the carpet, sitting Indian style, and all that <laughs> crisscross applesauce. I don't yeah. know what the what they call the it now. Term is now, but uh, I was always engaged in just story time, and I wanted to, you know, even though it was a, a story I probably heard before, right? Saw the pictures and everything. I was right there, and I wanted to see the pictures and go along with the story, mm-hmm. and just that alone is 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 something. It's big and important. Like every time I come up here and read to the kids, it takes me back because they still engaged. I make sure I'm showing them pictures. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> do, do you do the voices and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta. Oh yeah, you gotta do yeah. the voices. I'm not a really good storyteller off the top of my head, but I'll read a story now. I know how. I know the context. Right. Switch the voices. Listen, I'm a storyteller. I'll make something up in yeah, a minute. So. Right. You you go off <laughs> script. <laughs> yeah, but right. that, that that storytelling is is one thing that's really small but really big. And I love that. 
I said, it's, now that I think about it, it's time for me to sign up to do it again. Yeah, you know absolutely. what? And one of the uh, important things that um, we've assessed through um, some of the, I guess, assessments that we've done, the data that we've taken within mm-hmm. our programs is um, literacy and how important parents reading to their children are. Um, that is it's very important um, we want to create an atmosphere where one kids like to read they mm-hmm. want to read but also that's developing their um, you know language yeah, and vocabulary increasing and vocabulary that's that's awesome and and how we be able to get the parents to buy in the parents to be able to um, read at home right reinforcing and you know it's important that uh if we want our children to read that they see parents reading Mm -hmm. you know so that's awesome another thing we want to talk about you being an entrepreneur Uh uh-oh you got your own business (laughs) yes i do (laughs) how long have you had your own business i've actually i only had my own business for it has it'll be two years in january oh really yes i um Got my own barbershop. It's called Cutting Up Barbershop, located in Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, I've actually cut hair professionally for about 12 years now. Wow. But I was blessed enough to get my own business. Like I said, uh, not this past January, January of 2022 is when I established my LLC. Now, that's impressive. Why? Because that's the pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting a business during the pandemic, I, wow. I, I think that's that's commendable. That's great. Yeah. That pandemic was different for a lot of people. Absolutely, especially mm-hmm. like I've never before the pandemic. <laughs> since I've been an adult, I've never taken off more than a week mm. in my life ever. So when they made us, they deemed us non-essential and made us go home. Mm. It was different. Yeah, because everybody had to be creative. Yeah. You know, you you saying I'm, I'm non-essential, but yeah. I still got to eat. Yeah, Facts. exactly. <laughs> so Listen, and I was, ooh, the pandemic just did something to me in other ways because I was out here looking like Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> By Felicia. Mm-hmm. Have mercy, have mercy. But, yeah, that, that's great to, that you started that business. And um, how's it going? How, how are things going? Slow and steady, like I like. Slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Slow and steady. That's all right. Yeah. So, is that what you were doing uh, previous pandemic? Yeah, I was cutting hair, just not in my own establishment. Right, mm-hmm. right. And um, I've been in Richmond for four years. Well, actually, that'll be four years in January as well. So, uh, before the pandemic, I was just making that uh, commute every day. I was still cutting in Lexington, and over time, it only made sense for me to try to find me a location in Richmond. There were a lot of people in Richmond that would travel to Lexington yeah. to get a haircut. And I was just like, hmm. might be able to shortstop this a little bit. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? What I want to talk about, too, is um, the the barber shop. Because mm-hmm. the barber shop is where it's, it's, I feel like sometimes women women aren't in. That's the men's club. Oh yeah, that's you it. You know, because y'all be having conversations. But your influence not only to our Head Start children but other men because everybody knows the conversations go on in the barbershop. 
It's not quite like the women. Though. I was about to say it's yeah. actually it's it's actually <laughs> changed over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like legally you couldn't even have uh salons and barbers in the same uh building without being separated by a wall. But mm-hmm. in the last few years it's actually changed to where now you can have barbers and beauticians in the same room. Oh, okay. And so that's changed a lot and um Conversation changes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the barber because there are unspoken rules and, and there are unspoken things that, you know, sometimes you see in TikTok now they're showing it. But, like, when a barber places your head a certain way, mm-hmm. you, you'll you learn, you know, from a child up that you just stay there because yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's the place where he – you know what I'm saying? It's just unspoken rules like that that just <laughs> crack me up, you know. <laughs> Like uh, I just saw one last night where the uh, guy was cutting the hair and he was looking him in his eyes. He's like, "Dude, you do not look at me in my no, eyes. No, look why, me back in my eyes. <laughs> why I'm lining look you away. up? I'll close your eyes. <laughs> look away and close your eyes. Yeah, I actually try to get kids used to closing their eyes just because hair, yeah. it, it it relaxes their forehead. Mm. Like mm-hmm. when you close your eyes and they so easily distracted. So mm. they close their eyes. Not only do they sit still better." But they relax their forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that alcohol swab at the end—that's mm-hmm. you know—that's that's a mandatory uh, rite of passage. So, do y'all do that to the kids too? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. The funny thing about that is, it's a lot of misconceptions. People think like when when it's time for the alcohol, that this is just like the worst part. Really, all the alcohol is is a disinfectant to you know clean off after same clippers and stuff. Even though you clean your clippers, it's just it's a part of uh, sanitation afterwards. You only get that sting if you've been if the skin is broken, mm-hmm. cut. So when you gotta go barber, and and that's to a minimum, it's not so much sting at the end. Mm-hmm. So my son, personally, like my son, he's been getting a razor since he was two, mm. and I don't lightweight. I don't baby him with. The, I give him. Full grown man portions <laughs> of alcohol at the end. He don't even flinch. That's it. That's it. That's the signs of a good barber. Yeah. <laughs> don't toot your own horn, but a uh, beep beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That come over to cutting up barbershop. Y'all ain't feel that like steam. It's a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to also talk about um, Brian had a great idea um, to. Um, do haircuts for our Head Start kids. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I. It's my dream. I really think. Uh, I really think every campus, mm-hmm. like big campus, anyways, should have some kind of barber facility on on grounds. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just think it's uh, important. Like coming up uh, when I was in elementary and coming up, I remember being a lot of. Um, like res- family resource centers and stuff like yep. that. Yep. I don't really see too much of that anymore. But <laughs> just stuff like that to give resources and stuff to family and uh, the community who uh, wouldn't normally have access to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, haircuts is excuse me, <clears throat> haircuts is more important than people realize. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot to do with hygiene, self confidence, self confidence. Yep. Yeah. A lot of different factors, and so starting off with the kids is great. But I feel like the older kids is 
who really need it. Mm-hmm. Just because kids are cruel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Like Definitely back cruel. in my day, they used to, you know, crack jokes on right. each other and stuff. It was your mama and this and that. And they talking about your barber. Like, <laughs> so I trash. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah barber's trash. Like, what? Is that what they doing now? Uh, yeah, so I just think, um, of course, the earlier you can start, the better. But I really think by the time, you know, as as years go on, I feel like it should be mm-hmm. uh, facilities like barbers. Facilities on I'll never every forget. Campus. I'll never forget my grandson. Uh, his mom was cutting the hair, and you know she ain't got no skills. She just she he was she was just balling him up, and he didn't like it. And I said, "Okay, it's time for us to go." You know, and that became my bonding to go mm-hmm. to the barber shop. But you know, I saw Prime put a barber in the football facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never thought about it. Never uh, uh, even thought that was something that was necessary. But it is absolutely necessary, yes. and the business is—it's an absolute plug for a, a barber to have some type of yeah. setup like that. So you know what I know um, in Louisville, they have um, a barber in a couple of the schools, and you know, you know, we you know usually talk about Head Start kids and how impressionable they are at this age and their development. Um, so you know, starting young with hygiene because mm-hmm. we do do hygiene in the classroom right it just doesn't happen to be you know with haircuts however i think that's a good um addition um because as they grow they right. know you know what they would like to look like so how are we doing them early how are we yeah. doing these haircuts how are we going to be able to so right now we are still <clears throat> excuse me in the middle of you know planning everything um we will start off as a bigger event and then hopefully grow to being um, maybe a once a month type of thing, every two weeks type of thing, then maybe weekly type of thing. Come we on, don't. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to develop it and um, we will at least have one huge event to where um, kiddos with their parents can come out. And maybe they can not only get a haircut or maybe some hair braiding, but also just learn how to do proper hair hygiene when it comes to um, hair upkeep. And all that's that. awesome. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure as time goes on, too, like more and more barbers are like joining. Yeah. So it won't be like one barber. That's a win-win right there. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a win-win. Well, Brian, we're so glad you came in Yay. on the show. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. And this is a prime example of letting your voice be heard and mm-hmm. being able to uh, maximize the effects of that. Complaining got you to New Orleans. I know. That's, 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 <laughs> I still trip off of that. That's why I tell you. That's what happens when, when you communicate and you, and, you, and you be tactful and tasteful. You never know what, what can work out for you. Not only that, but in that moment, you advocated not for your child, but for all of the children in that center. And I just have to applaud that. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate it. Thanks again for being on the show. You have been listening to Look Who's Talking. Please tell your friends. Share the show. And we'll be back when we're back. See you.